Well, happy Wednesday, and welcome to another episode of Crossroads Connections podcast. And I think this is a special, special podcast. If you weren't at church on Sunday, you will get a look at what was um, spoke about. Danelle Miller was our speaker Sunday, and she talked about her trip to Columbia. And if you were at church on Sunday, this is a bonus because she gives us a little extra information on today's podcast. So listen in. Okay, so thank you, uh, Danelle Miller, for coming on my podcast today. Thanks for having me and inviting me. This is great. You're so welcome. And so today I've invited Danelle to come on and talk about her missions trip to Columbia. And um, if you came to Sunday school last week, which will be two weeks when this podcast airs, she talked to us about, and I said at the end, I could have listened another hour. <laughs> I could have talked another hour. You know, I, I even told Brian before I got there, I said, I've got so many slides and I know I can't get through them. Yeah. I definitely had too much information because, yeah, 10 days to uh, share all those experiences in an hour's time is It's, it's just not difficult. enough. <laughs> it's not enough time. Right. But I just, I love, I think because missions is, is on my heart. And I, I, I worry now after you've talked that I will never be able to go on a trip because I'm gluten intolerant and dairy intolerant. So I'm nervous. That, that is, yeah. That I can leave and go, you know, I don't want to offend anyone. We talked about that. But right. That I, is definitely something I was concerned about, the eating. Because basically if it landed on my plate, I had to eat it was what I was told. So, you know. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if you have dietary restrictions, yeah. which I do have some. You and, do, yes. And so, yeah, it was something that we had to keep an eye on. And yes. It's just but, a whole different aspect that when you're experiencing so much new stuff, um, having to worry about that and having that going mm-hmm. on as a narrative in the back of your mind, it's, it's, it's exhausting. It feels like, it, <laughs> so I, I feel like now it's, I'm being selfish because it's like, well, I won't be able to do this. But I think it's just because I have such a heart for people and I just want to help people. And yeah. and I love the experiencing something new. I'm not afraid to go. Um, but now I'm like, oh, I'm selfish. So I think God will work it all out. If I'm meant to yeah. go on a mission trip, he's going to work it out. But And if you're really open to experiencing something new, like that's not who I have been in the past. And so that was a challenge in itself. I had to really, yeah, I yeah, had to focus so t- on yeah, the so new. <laughs> that's what I want to talk to you about. So y- you have said this multiple times in our conversations privately and in Sunday school that this was not you at all no I have never like Brian went to Haiti when the kids were little and that was his thing it was my thing to you know maintain the home and and I was which is I love that yeah and that was an important role for me to do that he could go for a week and not have to worry about things back home yes that was my role in supporting missions and I was cool with that because I am kind of a homebody I don't travel the world I don't look for new opportunities I like my box I like predictable environments. I like home. That's who I am. I'm an introvert. And Uh so, you know, the idea of going somewhere new and seeing and doing and hearing is exhausting even just thinking about it. Um, The other side of me is I'm a a problem solver. And Mm. so... I couldn't take 10 days. I I just can't look at a missions trip and think that sounds relaxing at all. It's just all a big puzzle and it's, you know, a lot of problems and it's exhausting to think of all the details. And I get so weighed down by that, that it doesn't even look like that's a possibility for who I am as a person Mm -hmm. to be the person going on the trip. So I, you know, it's it's been an easy no. Yeah. I can support people with prayer through financial support. I am that role and I have loved that role. And I'll just say it right now. I'm 51 years old and I've never thought about taking a trip like 
breakfast. But the op- <laughs> it was new. But the opportunity presented itself, and it you did. said yes. Yes. Um, I'm on the, the Midwest Region Conference Ad Council. So that's our denominationals region, which is Iowa, Illinois, and Indiana churches for the Churches of God. And um, I've been an officer now for four or five years. Most of that was covid and sure, so they weren't going anywhere. No one's going anywhere. They weren't going out. And the director is an extrovert who loves going on trips. And the president was someone who loves going on trips. And they would lament, oh, they just hated that we weren't going anywhere. And we would go on these retreats and they would, you know, we would talk about the next year. Is there anywhere we can go? Not yet, not yet. And then they started talking, yeah, we can see an end to this. Travel's going to open up. We can go. And the, the current president is Leslie McCrory, and she had connections to this couple in Columbia. And she said, oh, they have this mission group down there, and they would love to welcome us. They are welcoming teams. And so she was kind of the connecting point. People mm-hmm. got excited about it. I sat there as the clerk, like, as an officer. I'll pray for you guys. And took the notes. <laughs> exactly. Okay, you know, I'm going to take the notes, and yeah, you guys are going to do this and and we would just talk about oh maybe we should have a meeting and yeah you guys have a meeting and let me know how that goes I just that was my role Um, until one day the phone rang and it was Travis our director Travis Bodden and he says I think you're supposed to go on this trip wow and I said I don't know what is causing you to think that where did I ever give you that indication and he's like it's not really you giving me the indication girl you know it's like holy spirit yeah right I just Uh. feel like it I I think God's saying you should go and I said I that's not me Mm -hmm. and a couple days later Leslie called and she said hey I just want to let you know I'm thinking about you and I think you should go on this trip wow and I said you've been talking to Travis and she goes I haven't and (gasps) I said no he called she had not talked to Travis they independently uh, both called me. You can't and said, say no to the Holy Spirit. So that's the thing. It's you like can't. I, you know, I go through life with blinders on until these moments mm-hmm. happen, and when they happen, they get my attention enough that I have to look at it. Now Sunday. You know, I'm going to talk about the Kairos circle a little bit, which is this idea of process of going through what is God saying to me? What am I going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And I took the time to go, okay, God's saying something here. And I prayed hard about it. I talked oh, I to bet. Brian about it. I'm like, am I crazy for thinking that this is a possibility? You were not crazy at and all to think that. If two people, and I, I've always heard that if you're praying on something, and maybe I've, maybe this is probably, I don't know if this is biblical. Hopefully you can fill this in for me. But I always heard that if you hear, the Holy Spirit's voice and multiple people confirm that, then it, well, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a go. And that discernment, you know, to say, who are these people talking to me? Are they godly people? Absolutely. Are their hearts in the right place? You know, you kind of, you kind of go through this you, filtering system yes. of, should I be listening it's to this? It's a checklist. This? And it is a checklist that all the boxes were checked. Yes. And I told Brian, I said, I think I might go on this trip. And he was like, you know, that's the craziest thing that's ever come out of your mouth and you should do it. He was yes. so supportive Because it wasn't like you. And he yes. felt like it was very much Holy Spirit driven. And he is someone who, who sees potential in people and fosters that. Mm, he so does. he may have an opinion or a hesitation, but you know, he, over the years, that's something he's always done for me is to say, that's very cool. You know, you need to decide this for yourself mm-hmm. and I support you 100%. Mm-hmm. However, you decide. 
That's great. And so, you know, we had a lot of conversations about it. And again, you know, at my age, my youngest just got out of the house. I don't have to stay home for the little kids. Right. You know, we had dogs. Brian was more than willing to stay home with the dogs and, he, you know, and yes, hold down the fort. Yes. Um, I just, I feel that. like, yes, everything fell into place. Yeah. From an outsider looking into your story. Yeah. It, it really does look my like. My main concern was the finances. And we just started at the at Crossroads here, you know, and, and to be able to say, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen. And even the Sunday school class going, we're going to support you in this financially. Yes. They came alongside. And, you know, other people came along. My mom came alongside financially cool. even, which is unusual Neat. for her role. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, it, it just everything fell into everything place. Everything fell into place for you to go. And when they said, you know, we're, we're going to listen and learn and you haven't you have no preconceived ideas of mission trips or anything you're right. you're blank slate we want you to go to listen to hear to think to ask questions that's a great role that you play you have a role on this that's, team that we want yes and so would you say was this a fact finding trip absolutely it was yes you know because this wasn't a typical go down and we're going to build a school. Right. We're going to build a bathroom for the church. It for wasn't the church a service or, project. Right. It wasn't a spread the gospel project. The group that we went to see is the Wajaro Foundation. And that means to come alongside and they work with indigenous people groups, which would be similar to our Native Americans. Then there's lots of different groups across their country. And they come alongside them. And these are people who have faith. They know who Christ is. It's not spreading the gospel. It's helping them grow in who they are as Christians. And so so there's, there are opportunities for service projects, but at the same time, as we're looking at a region and getting to know this group, seeing mission work from a new perspective of coming alongside and, uh, you know, we, we were so blessed the times that they turned to us and just said, thank you for being here and seeing who we are. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. They just wanted to be. They just wanted people to see them. Yes. Not help them. Not do something. Just. And they would hug you and say, you know, I, I speak very little Spanish, so I was way out of my comfort zone. But hermana, sister, they would call me sister when they hugged me, mm. and I heard that over love that. and over and over again. You know, it was just that idea of connecting with other Christians that didn't look like them, and we would come and see them and believe in their ministry and just wanted to see what their life see, was like. Yeah, and walk. Along alongside of them, you know, eat uh, their food. And we slept in homes and, you know, that And you kind slept of in hammocks, uh, hammocks <laughs> with wild pigs around and goats in the Put background. Your shoes up because you don't want those wild pigs to take your shoes in the middle oh of the night kind gosh. of thing. So yeah, it was an adventure. You're brave. You know, one of the things they told me at the beginning, we, we met with the group multiple times before we went, which helped me immensely to mm-hmm. hear what we were going to experience and to learn before we went. But they said, pack your flexibility. And mm. I'm not overly flexible. I like my box. And so that was my goal. I, that was my mantra. I just constantly be flexible. Just it's, go with the flow. I don't have to problem solve. It's a fantastic, you know, our, our leaders, there were two ladies that led us around. They did all of our translating. They arranged for all the transportation, all the Which food. Which is wonderful. All of that stuff was taken care of for us. And I didn't have to problem solve anything. I was there to experience and to be flexible because things changed. The weather so could was you, dicey. Could, <laughs> could you do that? Because... Do you think you could do it because you prepared to be flexible? I had to mentally prepare for it. Absolutely. Uh-huh. If I if I hadn't been prepared and hadn't met with them, that would have been a much harder trip for me. Sure. At day seven, 
I needed to like oh, I was exhausted. Yeah, yeah I needed to, and we had three more days left, you know. <laughs> and so that Sunday night, you know, was I seriously okay, just Lord, don't just talk to, to me people, let me have some downtime, sure. I need to go to bed early and it was exhausting. I can see that. They did jump us all over the country. It was to see and learn a lot. Yes, and if you had been in our Sunday school class, if you could see a slide and I can speak on that cuz I I got to see that, but you were to the south, and then you were way north, and you were in the mountains, yes. and you were in desert. Yes, and we went from you know Bogota of you know twelve million people to you know out in the plains, and then up into the mountains where people are very spread out, and you're only seeing about fifty people, and you've walked all day. Yes, <laughs> and then you get on another plane, and you jump over, and you do a coastal trip, and you end up in the desert along the coast, which is unfathomable. I, you know, it's just a very, yeah. It was so your pictures, and it Columbia was funny, too, you so showed varied. you had on, you know, pants and a jacket, and then you had on a tank top. And yes. Sure, like, it was, you went from chilly to really hot. Yes, they told us, leaving Bogota up in the mountains, it was going to be, you know, we're going to other mountains, high of 65, dress in layers kind of thing. Well, I didn't understand that when we landed the plane, we were actually in a valley, and it was 90 degrees that yeah. day. And so we were in the back of a van traveling along the plains um, towards the mountains, and there's no air conditioning in most things, you know, so this sure. van, the windows are open, our hair is blowing, I'm in a tank top, sweating it out in the back of a van. <laughs> And then suddenly we're going up and I'm freezing and, you know, now you're sure, piling everything yeah. back on, put your hat back on because you need to bundle up because it's becoming evening and it's going to be 40 degrees tonight. So, And of course the mother and the, maybe the female in me is thinking, I can't imagine how you packed and they told you to bring a backpack and you were going to leave part of your yes. luggage and you were going to just have, you know, a very small bag. And that was my main problem solving thing. Sure. Because, yeah, we did. You, you have your big carry on and you have your big, um, you know, checked bag. And so you arrive with all this luggage, but then we had this five day span that we were going from the cooler mountains to the desert. You had to pack for five days in a backpack. Yes. Whatever you can put on your back is what you get to take. And so, you know, that was that amazing. Was my, one of my challenges for sure. I feel like Absolutely. that would be a, a major challenge for me as a traveler to, I just can't, I can't imagine it. Yeah, you know, I mean, all of it. It's silly things like I blow dry my hair, you know, and it's yes, like no. found out one of the girls actually packed one, so it's like, okay, who's going to carry this thing if we're going to carry it? Yes. <laughs> Stupid stuff that ladies you listening realize, today are thinking. Yep, that's yeah, what I would I think mean, about silly stuff in the long run. And you know, the bathroom situations were all over the board. Um, uh, yes, we saw some of the pictures of your facilities. Yeah, and, and that was a decent one that you saw a picture of. You know, I mean, it was. I it, just, it was, I just think it's it's awesome that the Holy Spirit led you to do something for his kingdom for Christ's kingdom you're doing something to to uh, benefit these people and you're kind of fact-finding what can we do in the future but you also I feel like you've learned a lot about yourself I learned a ton and the whole group you know it's like at the end of the week you're almost embarrassed because you're like, I worried about a hairdryer in my bathroom. And these right. folks are learning how to preserve um, their native language and translate it and teach mm. it to their children. And, you know, I, I see trash on the ground and I'm thinking, you need a trash pickup program. And they're like, yes. you know what? We need to teach our young people how to have a business and survive as adults in this land that we now own. Because, you know, these tribal places 
they have just recently gotten their own land. Like, it's mm. in my lifetime. Yeah, in the 90s. Yes, you it was said. in the 90s. You know, it's as long as Brian and I have been married. That's how long they've owned their land. And mm. so they're still incredible. teaching the next generation, mm. you know, how do you find a business and survive in this land, which is mountainous or it's desert, you know, it's it's extreme living. And how do you thrive here? And how do you get educated and yet want to stay on our land and teach the next generation? And how just to can, have that, you know, continue wow, for them to stay populated. The vision and the Ugh. leaders and you hear their hearts. And I'm worrying about where I'm going to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And they Am are, I going to dry my hair? Yeah, exactly. It's, it just puts things in perspective to go on those trips. And then you bring it home and you say, what's different in me that's going to affect now how I live and my community and just that absolutely and, and and have you have you processed that i i always say you know when i go to different events where i have a lot of learning in a small period of time my head kind of explodes because i'm a detail person mm-hmm. and i ask a thousand questions for every detail so my head has exploded and i'm still putting the pieces back together it sure. takes a long time to process it for sure. me sure so I, you know even I see that even my speaking on sunday is I don't have answers. I still have a lot of questions and here are the things I'm thinking about. And mm-hmm. here's the here are the questions that I feel like everyone should be asking themselves. And in their own context, it's applicable. You know, it's sure. like who around you isn't seen? Right. We went and saw in our own people. backyard. Who, yes, in our own communities here. Yes. So who are the unseen in my own community that I'm I'm not seeing? I'm blind to it. And they have vision, and they have a hope for the future. And it's not me going in and going, "Let me solve your Let me problems." Fix this for you, <laughs> exactly. But like they you don't said, need that. Coming alongside, exactly, and just being a part of that. And just being a part, and you know, someone who is seen has a better hope for the future. Mm. That's that's the it's bottom line. And so it's like God um, has gifted us with the idea of community. Mm-hmm. You know, brothers and sisters in Christ. I can meet someone who knows God, and they're my brother or sister. Right, and and you didn't. Ha- and yes, you went to Columbia to find that out. But if that benefits our own community, yeah. what a blessing! And how I see people, even you know, in a restaurant, I notice people who are sitting by themselves more. There's just something that's more mm-hmm. aware right now mm-hmm. for me, and and I'm still processing. I've heard that from people who've been on mission trips. Exactly. They come home and they they're more appreciative. Yeah, and they notice things they. Had never noticed. Absolutely. And I think way back in the day when he was starting a church, he went and saw a guy speak. His name is Bob Roberts. He's in Texas. And he got a chance to ask him a question. And he said, you know, how do you how do you go out and impact your community? We that's what we want to do as a church. And he said, you know what? You've got to go somewhere where it's hard to do that. Get yourself out of the country. Go work somewhere Mm. for an extended period of time in another country. And you'll know what to do in your own community. And I've never wow. forgotten that. I mean, that's been 20 years ago that he heard that. Wow. And, you and know, Brian went to Haiti and, you know, that's what he would bring back is yes. how does that influence what we're doing? That's why he went to Haiti 10 times is because that's what he was told to do. And it impacted his ministry. Yes. And, and then now my here turn. Ex- <laughs> it is. And you experience that same thing. Yeah. I just think... I was telling Brian that the other day, and he's like, I forgot about that. I'm like, I haven't ever forgot about that. Mm -hmm. But on this trip, that was one of my questions, Mm -hmm. is what am I seeing and hearing, and how do I bring that back? Not just for the Midwest region, 
you know, right. which is who I represented when I went. But me personally, mm-hmm. what is that doing? And I'm still trying to answer that question. Wow. <laughs> and I will uh, be answering that question for a while. I yes. Think. Well, I, I can't thank you enough for sharing this, not only with my Sunday school, our Sunday school class and, and on church at church on Sunday, but here with the podcast and I am so appreciative that people want to hear my stories you know yes. I mean oh we do that's cool about Crossroads is they love missions and they support it in so many ways oh my goodness you guys wrote me all those cards I gotta not uh. forget to say that you know <laughs> and, and and say thank you that meant yes. a ton I had more than a card for every day of my trip to open and feel the love and know people uh-huh. were praying for me. Yes, and lots of, yes, I, I feel like, of course, because I have um, some food restrictions, I prayed for your uh, food restriction that I yes. knew you had. <laughs> yes. And even David Hedden, when he's been gone and now he's home, um, I prayed for his, you know, f- just so he would feel well and he would be yeah. well enough to really uh, be a, a in a place where he could absorb what he was doing and seeing and you the same way. Yes. So I think I, and I, his I think experiences are so different. So what different. What he was do, doing and you we're going to get him went. on here and talk to him it, too. I'm anxious to hear what he says because yes. he had to recover from even the trip. I didn't oh, have to recover from my trip. Right. His you know? trip was so yeah, long. I mean, so he needed to be covered with that prayer. Yes. Because a but lot I think of work that to see and hear and do, you want to be well rested and yes. open to it, be able to sleep healthy. well yeah. and feel well yes. and feel you know like you've got some energy and. But I think, though, as we send people out and then we get them back, we have to hear what they go through so that the next trip goes out. We know what to pray for. Yes. We know where our part is better. We know where we fit Absolutely. better. And, you know, if our 10-year target here at Crossroads is to be on six continents. Right. Which felt so unattainable the day we made that. But now I just have this. I hope people have in our congregation feel that and hear that in our voices that we are so hopeful well and now you've had a member go to south america and then over to india over to asia i I mean it's like i'm just like oh my gosh and we're already in haiti so it's like where will we go next right the holy spirit will send us absolutely like he sent you so i have no lack of faith that encourage people so that when you hear you know and you go maybe that's not for me Double check that yeah. question. Pray on that. Absolutely, because I didn't think it was for me, and I'm so blessed by that opportunity. Mm. And I'm thinking I could do that again. Yes. I could go down there it's again wonderful. and, and that was spend w- extended time with one people group and really dig in dig because in. I've seen take that you've seen and tasted, and now you got that little take that to go part back. of you that likes to plan and organize and just see where you can jump into what they're doing right and where can i benefit you now that i know a little bit it's just so great yes i think i thank you so much for being on today oh, and thanks for letting me talk i about hope it. everyone is blessed by danelle's story and if you have any questions for her ask her because she Absolutely. is a wealth of knowledge now so if you're thinking missions is in your future you need to get with danelle and 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 work out that with the holy spirit and prayer and and we encourage you here here for sure to take that next step. So thanks, Danelle. I Absolutely. appreciate it. Thanks. Well, I want to thank Danelle for being on today's podcast. And she had such a great story of her trips to Columbia. And I think it's just wonderful that we have so many people who are willing to go and go where the Lord calls. And it reminds me of the verse in Ruth that says, where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. And We are called to go where the Lord calls us. And so Danelle took that uh, call and she went and 
and we thank her for bringing that information back to us. A little jump ahead to what's coming up this month. Women of Action will have coffee and canvas on Saturday the 18th from 9.30 to noon. Any lady that would like to join in on that day, it's $25 and a light breakfast will be served. You do not have to be artistic to come to Coffee and Canvas. It will be a great time of socialization with your Christian sisters and someone, a professional, will lead us in the Canvas side of the Coffee and Canvas. So I encourage all ladies to join in on that. I just want to pray for you as we leave today. Father God, I just thank you so much for this day. I thank you for Danelle and her trip. I thank you for her willingness to say yes to you, Lord, and to go out into places that um, were very out of her comfort zone. And I pray that you put that on our hearts when we're even in situations right here at home where we're out of our comfort zone for you, Lord, that you'll give us that nudge and send us out for you. I pray for all the people in our congregation as they are praying for different people in these 40 days of Lent. I pray that your Holy Spirit's working in everyone's hearts. I thank you for our church, for Crossroads, and I thank you for our congregation. I ask that you'll just bless all these people listening and let them have a great week. We ask all these things, Father, in your name. Amen. Well, guys, have a great rest of your week, and I sure hope to see you Sunday. Sunday.